Hey, it's my life. Hi, I'm Stefan, and you're listening to the show that has everything and anything to do with me, you, the world around us, and all of my rants and takes and stories about it. Sit back and enjoy this episode because we're going to have, it's a good one. Uh, I'm, I get shocked out of my mind by seeing a fire truck near my house. And then uh, we're going to talk about people not paying rent and how that's going to trickle down and, and affect everybody. And we're going to talk about the waves of this coronavirus from an economic standpoint. I know that sounds boring, but it's not. It really isn't. And then third, Bill Gates. Why is he in the news? Huh. I wonder. You know, the guy from Microsoft, why is he in the news lately? Um, try to connect the dots and, and figure out why he's popping up on a lot of different news networks. And then my takes on advice. I'm going to give you advice on advice from my vantage point. You'll probably be surprised on my take. That's all wrapped up into this episode I like to call episode number three. So buckle up, sit back, and enjoy. Because, hey, it's my life. Hey, everybody, this is Stefan, and welcome! It's April 9th, and it's a great, wonderful-looking Thursday, although I will say, um, whoo, had a big, rough night last night. Big storm blew in. We'll talk about a little bit about that. We'll talk about the fact that people aren't going to pay their rent. I wonder why. And we're also going to talk about a few other things related to um, this whole pandemic that's happening. Um, Bill Gates and how he's risen to uh, notoriety lately. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about another thing that interests me considerably. And that is, you know, uh, giving advice during the quarantine. You know, everybody's got an opinion and we all like to stay it. But... Um, yeah, my thoughts on that, as well as uh, broadcast news and, you know, NBC Today got some information. Well, I've, I've got a little thing I want to discuss about it. It's kind of weird this morning. But anyway, those are some of the things that we're going to be talking about it because those are some of the things we're going to. Let me slow down. Those are some of the things that I'm going to talk about today. You know why? Because, hey, it's my life. Okay, right out of the gate, let's talk about a few things. Um, bills. Uh, I, I mentioned in the last podcast, and if you hadn't had a, a chance to check it out, it's episode two, and I talk about the the letter I received in the mail because, heaven forbid, I forgot to pay the electric bill on time. And I mentioned, you know, I, uh, automated draft. I'm a big believer in automated draft. So needless to say... Um, I got a letter and it said, we're not cutting you off. But then at the front, at the top of it, it said, we are cutting you off. But anyway, you can listen to all of that, all of that story in episode number two of, hey, it's my life. Um, it preceded this episode. But I, I do want to talk about something I saw on LinkedIn. And I'm a little concerned um, because this, you know, we really haven't seen, yes, everything is shut down, but we really haven't seen the results of the shutdown. I mean, some people have. And, and what I mean by results, 
we really haven't seen the big wave of things not getting paid and stimulus money being sent out, supposedly. I say supposedly because I haven't seen anything and I don't know of anybody that has. So, but I, I did catch the story and I will say this, I'm, I'm following LinkedIn for several different reasons. Uh, one, I, I like the platforms. Uh, two, um, I'm job hunting. So if you know of anybody out there that's looking for a content creator slash marketing director, uh, hit me up, you know, send me a message, hit me in a comment. But anyway, I'm, that's another reason I like it. But I also like LinkedIn because it, it does incorporate a lot of different platforms together. And I'm able to reach out and connect with other professionals that are in the space. Some of them with great ideas, some of them with good information, and some I'd, I just would like to be in connection with. So, um, and even people I've applied for, like I've applied for uh, people who work at companies for which I have applied. That's a better way of saying that. So anyway, I read this article and it was talking about um, basically not everybody in the U.S. is going to be paying rent this month. Newsflash. People don't have money and therefore will not pay rent. But uh, yeah, that's a huge concern. That's a huge concern because it's only going to trickle over into mortgages when people can't pay their mortgage. But anyway, I, I, I did want to mention this. According to the National Multifamily Housing Council, only about 69% of tenants that are in rental properties between April and f- April 1st and April 5th have paid their monthly rent compared to the 81% in March. So that's, you know... That's a good 11%, 12% decline from the previous month. Um, And the speculation is it's going to get worse uh, in the the following, in the subsequent months. Um, That's just a natural thing. So basically, what this means is landlords are going to start cracking down on tenants because tenants haven't paid, whether it be in March, April, and then going into... May. Uh, and what is that going to mean when we're all under uh, quarantine and we're all, we all have stay at home orders, homes in which some of us are not paying our monthly rent for. So we could be getting evicted. So hopefully that doesn't happen because that, that'll be a news story in and of itself. But I just wanted to point it out, point out, this is, this is, a, this is going to happen. This is really, I mean, the effects, the the second wave of effects, um, you know, and I, and I just saw a news clipping where it talked about that the, the Senate Democrats have blocked another stimulus package. I think it was $2 trillion, something like that, uh, in the Senate. They blocked it because they wanted more money. What? I'm sorry. If... You know what? If it's if you're for whatever they're trying to pass, just vote for it, and then you can vote for some more later. Why do you have to try to squeeze in more money, stall a bill, because you want because you just want more? You want your pet projects in there? And I don't get it. I mean, we we know what happened with the last stimulus package. The Kennedy Center um, basically got 25 million in the first stimulus package, and then immediately. I'm not kidding you. Almost as soon as they got the $25 million in the bill and it was signed and approved, they started laying off people. They basically furloughed like the entire orchestra 
of the at the Kennedy Center after they got twenty five million dollars. So okay, all right, I, I digress. So, so my point is, uh, on this first story, is that um, people the, this is a this is going to come in waves. This is going to be an economic. Uh, multiple tsunami situation. Right now, we've just had the first tsunami, which, you know, white, nobody's working. Essential businesses gone. I mean, uh, non essential businesses. Well, first it was, I, I am watching a fire truck leave. Holy smoke. What the heck? A fire truck is leaving my neighbor's house right now in tow with I recognize that truck that's the volunteer fire department what in the world man I hope nothing serious is happening and it looks like my neighbors holy smoke I'm gonna have to I have to say some prayers because I hope nothing serious has happened oh wow um hmm a scary that's a scary situation. I never want to see that. Oh. Boy, I hope it's nothing. Hope it's nothing related to the the coronavirus. I really do. Hmm, prayers to them. All right, so um wow. Let you know what? Let's just take a break. Let's just Hmm. I'm a little shaken. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to to do at this moment, considering I don't really know what's going on, but I tell you what, let's just take a a quick break, I'll get myself back together, and and we'll continue. And I am back. Wow. Okay, so uh, just to give you a little heads up, what I did is I, I literally ran out of my house. Ha- well, okay, first first off, this, this uh, okay, so I see my neighbors. I see the fire engine leave the kind of the little, small little parade from my neighbor's house. The fire, fire, the fire engine, my neighbor's car, and then, like, I know it's the volunteer fire department's, um, it's kind of her personal vehicle. I think it is like a truck, a pickup truck. So I, li- I see them leave and I'm like, oh man, I hope it's not the coronavirus. Hopefully it's not a medical situation. Somebody's not hurt. Cause I, you know, but then I thought, you know, sometimes my neighbor will post things on Facebook groups and let me just curious. Maybe she posted something. Sure enough. There it is. Power line down behind our house, small fire and fire department called. You know, and then it, she lists a road that you may not have power. Um, but I, so I'm like, oh crap, power line. The last time something like this happened, one of the trees down by between our properties kind of fell over on the power line. And literally, um, we have about four, four acres before you hit the woods. And then there's about eight acres of woods. And my neighbor's property and our property are like right side by side. Anyway, the tree knocked, the, the power line goes literally kind of almost down our property line, down the hill, and then up to this major road on, on a ridge. So if it gets knocked down here, they don't have power all the way up on that ridge because, that you know, that's it. That's, that's the line. So I was thinking, oh, crap. 
there's a fire in the woods? I'm, I'm like, oh no, how close is this fire? Am I, oh, oh, okay, wait a minute. I didn't, you know, I smelled something this morning, but I didn't think anything of it. I just thought somebody was burning something. Um, but this just happened literally within, well, like I said, literally within minutes. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe one of those other trees fell down from last night because there, there was a serious storm that blew in last night. 60, 70 mile per hour winds. I had the windows open in the house and I, w- I, I woke up in the middle, well, in the middle of the morning sometime. And I thought that was freaking loud. Like the wind blew in and I thought, holy smoke. Like now, you know, when people say it sounds like a freight train, it kind of sounded like a freight train, but the wind just literally blew in through the windows. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a Dorothy moment. I'm going to be taken up in some tornado and I'm going to land in a, somewhere in Oz. And I, it, 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 I mean, it wasn't that bad. I'm I kinda, kind of embellishing a little, but it was loud. So I thought maybe a tree got knocked down and our freaking woods are on fire is what I'm thinking. Um, but I didn't see anything when I was out there. And I'm like, okay, I walked the dog this morning out in the pasture. I didn't see anything. So I ran. I literally just ran. And um, to be honest with you, I had lunch. So nice, nice lunch. And um, and I just finished like a big drink. Not a drink, drink. Not a drink. A, a drink. Just like a protein shake kind of drink with fruit and stuff and blend it all up. So I'm, my belly's full. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm a pretty good runner, uh, and uh, so I sprinted. I literally sprinted down through our two gardens, down the pasture. That's about three acres. Sprinted all the way down to the woods and went down to where the tree fell down last time, looking up and down the power line like, I don't see any fire. I don't see any lions now. I don't know what's going on. So then I'm like, oh, maybe she meant up in the front of her pasture. She, they, My neighbor's house kind of sits off. So they've got a couple pastures in the front. Then they've had their house. And then they have a, a couple pastures, well, a pasture in the back and then woods. So I just naturally assumed it was in, because she said behind her house. I didn't think it would be in the front. So I think the power line fell down near the road, which really doesn't affect me. And um, thank goodness, you know, the wind is still blowing. It's, it's blowing pretty, pretty good right now. And uh, thank goodness the fire department was out here and they put whatever the fire was out. Thank goodness, because with the wind blowing as, as much as it is and, you know, it's been dry a couple days, not really dry. We had a good rain the other day. Um, but thank goodness they're out here. And I, I will say this, the volunteer fire department, thank you guys. I mean, seriously, out in the, out in the country, when something, you know, I got another story about a fire on my other neighbor, where well, he was my previous neighbor, he has since left, um, and he passed away, but he has since left, and he started a fire one time, and, uh, that's a long story, I, I, I'll have to tell that story, because it was kind of funny, first of all, don't, if you're going to do a fire out in your pasture, your yard, or whatever, here's a tip, don't use kerosene, and I'll explain that another episode, but please don't use kerosene. Um, but that's not the case on this one. This one was contained. Everything is fine. I, we didn't even get, we didn't even lose power. Um, so we're good. So, whew, that was a big sprint for Stefan. Whew, oh man, a little sweatage. Anyway, so let me, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more about um, Bill Gates. And we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, giving advice. 
uh, and some of the things I've learned. And the wind is still blowing. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more right after the break. It's after I catch my breath. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the coronavirus and Bill Gates. Um, now, the, you on the surface, they kind of don't go together. Like, you know, Bill Gates, the um, founder of Microsoft. By the way, he just stepped down from the board of Microsoft. I mean, he hasn't been the president for a while now, but he just stepped down recently and also, he's been in the news lately that, like, the the cable news networks have been interviewing him. And um, and I thought, okay, I've heard a few things about Bill Gates and, you know, some of the things with the Melinda Gates Foundation, him and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I don't know that much about him. What do you, okay, so I see this article, and I'm reading, and it's like, oh, he did a TED Talk about viruses affecting populations and doing more damage than nuclear war what what uh this is the first time i've ever heard of that so i, I i'm reading more into this article and i'm like okay i've, I've got to go watch this ted talk now because it's about viruses and it's got bill gates of all people and then i start reading a little bit more about the bill and melinda gates foundation and how they've already given a ton of money to the World Health Organization. You see where this is going? Right, right. The World Health Organization is the one who kind of botched the beginning of this whole coronavirus thing. All right, right, right. Um, and then I go, okay, what else is going on here? Um, and then to find out not only were they um, donating to the World Health Organization, but the Gates Institute, the organization has been given like uh, like a premier status in terms of relationship with the World Health Organization. And that's typically not something they do from what I gather. And he was instrumental in handpicking, I think, the president of the World Health Organization, who's been under some kind of fire lately, if you guys know what I'm talking about with this whole coronavirus stuff. So I, I, I'm just blown away. I'm like, okay, wait a second, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. The Melinda Gate, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, was set up to help immunize um, children, primarily in disadvantaged countries who don't have access to immunizations. Okay, see where this is going. So. I think his TED talk, and I gotta watch it, his TED talk had something to do with that. So, uh, well, it, it did. That was the primary focus of his TED talk from, from what I gather in this article. So, okay, so he's, they've got this foundation. They're contributing hundreds of millions of dollars, if not a hundred million dollars, to the World Health Organization. Um, we have this coronavirus, which he warned about, and then get this, I didn't know this. 
they just had a simulated coronavirus or virus outbreak um, mock scenario, okay? And I forgot what the name of it is called, but they just had this literally a couple months before we learned of the coronavirus, COVID-19. Right, right. So if you see Bill Gates on a lot of talk shows and you hear people talking about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and you hear people talk about the World Health Organization and now you hear us, the, the presidents, talking about withholding potentially money until we and, and Mike Pence, is the, the vice president, is talking about investigating the World Health Organization. You can't separate. I mean, you can, I guess. But you can't separate the fact that there's this connection between the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Health Organization, this coronavirus mock scenario they did, and I'll get the name of it, as well as the 2015 TED Talk that Bill Gates did warning us about a potential viral or virus uh, pandemic that could wipe out people. Oh, that's a lot to... Me just saying that was a lot, but that's a lot to take in, okay? That is a lot to absorb, okay? Um, especially when we're just, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot to absorb. And I, you know, I've got pe different people that I'm quote unquote friends on Facebook uh, with that have differing opinions. Some blast President Trump. Some are like blasting the left and saying, look out, there's more to this than we know. You know what? What's really going behind going on behind the curtain? So I don't. I'm not. I'm not playing either either side. However, when you see Bill Gates on TV or you see him being interviewed from his computer at his home, okay, there's a reason and there's this connection. I don't know all the ins and outs of the connection, but there are connections there. Bing, 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 bing. Okay, and this all has happened relatively within a six month. Well, I mean, he, they've been contributing to the World Health Organization for a while now, but this whole, I mean, to have a mock scenario of what just occurred two months later seems a bit odd to me. Like, the, what are the chances that you have a mock scenario? Like, I know in the military, we they do drills all the time. But have you ever seen a drill being done and then that same drill... That, you're, that you've done in the military actually happens two months later? Like, like almost like you're, while you're doing the drill, it's actually happening in real life. What are the chances of that happening if people don't know stuff, right? I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I'm just throwing it out there. But I'm going to, ooh, lot to digest. So just let that marinate for a little bit. And then on the flip side of the break, We'll talk a little bit about giving advice because <laughs> there's a lot of advice that's been given in the past three weeks about social distancing, mask, no mask. Oh, we'll be we'll be ready to rock and roll by Easter. No, we won't. We won't be ready to rock and roll till September. What? Huh? What? What's going on, people? What is going on? So anyway, after the break, my thoughts on giving advice.
Welcome back. Hey, I'm glad you made it after the break because uh, this show has been filled with a lot, <laughs> literally ups and downs, running out, running in, checking on stuff happening in my backyard and stuff that's happening in our in our the back of our country. Um, it's uh, so uh, yeah. anyway, a lot of people I've been watching the news. I know my, I know parts of my family. They don't watch. They don't want to watch the news because they know it's all about the same stuff. And I get tired of hearing about it. But I do watch the news. I kind of miss the news business in a way. But um, I, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> scrolling through things again. And, and I found this article on LinkedIn, of all places, again. And it was talking about advice for everyday leaders right now. And then it has a hyphen. You don't need to give advice. So if you read the article, um, and, and the article was, I think it was posted by Edith, Edith Cooper, uh, and I'll follow you. I'll go ahead and do that right now. Following Edith Cooper. And it was posted April 8th, 2020. And it was talking about, you know, she was having a conversation with somebody. But the, the gist of it was that somebody, in the course of the conversation, it was asked about somebody's advice. And the one thing was stated was, right now, really, nobody needs to give it advice right now. There's so much out there just, you know, as, as we're in this period of time that one of the pieces of advice is you don't need to give advice right now. Um, that's all well and good. Um, however, here's what I would say. I'm a big believer in seeking out advice. I, I, I think it's critical. I think it's critical to learning. I think it's critical to understanding life. And, and sometimes... <clears throat> Let's see how I can say this. Sometimes I think it's it's not about necessarily seeking advice. What's the best way to say this? I think it's more of asking questions about a, a specific topic that you're interested in or want to learn about. And, of course, naturally when you get the answer or the response back, it, it comes off as advice. Um it's when you ask that question, like, what would you do? Now it becomes advice, okay? And I think anytime you ask that question, you know, if you were in my shoes, what would you do? Uh, you have to be prepared to listen and understand. And that's it, listen. Not, but you have to understand. There's two things with that. You have to listen to the response and then understand the context in which that response was given. If you understand the person, their experience, their their unique uh, stories, their unique um, character on how they handled a certain situation or the situation that was presented to them in their unique way. If you understand the context in which that person is giving that advice, you know, you're listening to it and you're listening and then you understand the context you can take from that advice knowledge and then incorporate it in your life. And I guess that's, I mean, that's why we as parents, if you have children, you, you know this, you're trying to instill principles and, you know, um, mores and, and just fundamental principles that were given to us by our creator. You're trying to instill that in them in, in a way that, you hope they are They, you hope they grow up with those character traits. Um, but I think at a certain point, though, when the child and I and I had this told to me by my father-in-law, 
He said, at the, at the time a child is about 12 years old, the raising is done. And, and I, 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 believe, I believe that, actually. Having seen three children get past that stage, four, four, sorry, the fourth one has gone past that stage. Having seen four children gone past the 12-year mark, okay, um, gosh, it, he's right. Uh, and, and so, so you, you, you've already done the raising and, and, and then during the, the adolescent years, this is what I'm finding out with our last, our last child in the house is he's 14. Um, we're, I'm finding out that he, uh, you, you just kind of, <laughs> he's learning the ropes, uh, just like the other children learn the ropes. And as they become adults, um, as they become adults, you ha- almost have to sit back and not put it in cruise control, but you're more aware of what's going on. But you have to be diligent to be less interfering and 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 providing more support and less uh, disruption. Without and here's the critical thing: without them seeking your input or quote unquote advice. And that's what I'm finding. It's sometimes difficult as children grow into being adults is you almost have to let them make their mistakes. Um, and then and then when you're in a conversation with them when they're 24, 25 years old and you're sitting there talking on the porch or the deck or just out, you know, wherever, having a drink with them um, and you're talking and you almost have to sit back and go, you know what, if you don't want my advice, I'm not going to give it. And that's how I feel about advice is I don't always think we have to give it. I think people, if they want your opinion on something, they will seek your advice. And I think you're, you, you have an obligation as the one being sought to give your advice and if applicable, applicable, give your context into why you're giving that advice. But only, only when somebody is seeking it. Because otherwise, if they don't seek your advice... You you kind of come you you rub people the wrong way and unintentionally you're doing disservice to the knowledge that you've gained and the experience that you've gained because you're giving something that nobody wants to receive. And so there's a great comedian Michael Michael Jr. If you can get the opportunity and he talks about being in a position to both give and receive, and I think it's very it's very true when it comes to advice. You have to be in a position to give advice when people are seeking it, but also be in a position to receive it. And sometimes to receive that advice, you have to ask for it. You have to ask for it. I mean, have you ever been given something you've never asked for? And you go, wow, how did you know I wanted that? I mean, that's the universe knew you wanted it, but it's not until you ask the universe or ask a, a parent or ask a sibling or ask, you know, your child something, and then you receive it, and you're like, you know, it, it works. I was in a position to receive, and I was in a position to give. And sometimes it's always a balance between, you know, you never know where you're going to be. So when it comes to advice, my advice is always be in a position to give advice, but only when people are seeking it and wanting to receive it. Otherwise, keep that knowledge 
or, or give that knowledge in a way that if somebody at some point in time, whether it be on the net or whether it be on, you know, on, in a conversation, at a, at a meeting, at a seminar, at a conference, maybe you're speaking somewhere and somebody in the audience, it struck a chord with them about what you were saying about advice. And you're, you're in a position where you can give something to that person. All they have to do is go online or go here or go there, go wherever, and they'll receive it. So maybe that, if, you, if nobody's asking you for that advice, maybe there's somebody out there that is, is asking for it. But they don't know you're the one that's, that has it, that you're the one that is um, willingly giving it. So that, I don't know if that's advice or not, but that's just my take on it. Guys, hey, it's my life. I can say what I want to, do what I want to, but, I mean, it is me. So, hey, if you like the show today, it's been jam-packed, please like, subscribe, tell somebody about it, share it with somebody, send me a comment. Um, actually, you can message a comment on Anchor. You could actually send me a message, and I'll be more than happy to put it on the show. So, hey, tell me if the sound quality is great. Tell me if I got hoarseness in my voice. Tell me if you heard a wheeze. I mean, I've got asthma, so you might hear it every once in a while. Tell me if you like certain things, you don't like certain things. I'm all for it. I've got a couple other podcasts in the work, and I'm probably going to pick up on another one. And some of those I'll talk about on this because, you know, hey, it's my life. And um, <laughs> so Farmer's Market Podcast, you can catch that on iTunes. Season one is already out there. I've got to get back on that one. There's another podcast I've been working on called Fountain Inn. Um, and then there's another one which I started years and years ago, Greenville Small Business Podcast. And I think I'm going to pick that one back up again. And then um, Farming 101, um, uh, just a, that, that's a podcast about quick tips that you can do to garden, to, to farm in your own backyard uh, if you don't have a farm. Uh, so that, these are all coming down the pipe. Uh, I, I'm not, you know, intent, but these are these are things and projects I, I would love to do on a consistent basis. I just haven't figured out the format and the, and the processes and, you know, it's time consuming. And how do I make money so I can continue doing what I do? So um, anyway, if you like this show, let me know. Let me know you're out there. I believe you are out there. I know you're listening. Uh, I can I can see people listening to this podcast. So I know you exist. Uh, I find value in who you are and what you can be. And I hope you find value in who I am. And um, I'll see you next time. My name is Stefan, and I'm out.